what a great way to end 2022 by attending QuickBooks Connect. I got to tell you, QuickBooks Connect in Las Vegas was the pinnacle of all of the conferences. It was definitely feeling like a capstone to a great year. And more importantly, you know, eight years ago, 10 years ago, I couldn't have imagined having sent as many people as we did to a conference, never mind a conference in Las Vegas. What happens in Las Vegas this time around didn't stay in Las Vegas. All of our friends, for what it's worth, we're thinking about you. Hopefully uh, COVID doesn't knock you down going into busy season. But for those of you that have not been to a conference ever or in 2022, I got to tell you, like, get out there. It is so important to be out there, share your best practices, learn from others, what you're experiencing. There are other battles going on that look very similar. You're not the only one feeling the way you are. And there's nothing more rejuvenating than to be out there with people that are experiencing something like we do on a daily basis. If you have the opportunity, join one of the many groups that are out there. There are a lot of like support groups uh, that are led by some amazing folks that have had uh, extensive careers in the cloud accounting space. But anyways, I'm still like glowing from it. I enjoyed it. Anyways, welcome back. Hey everyone, welcome to a new episode of the FAS Evolution. This is meant for you, the bookkeeper, the accountant, the fractional CFO, for those of you that are looking to start, grow, scale your firm. I hope you enjoy this episode coming into the end of the year. It is officially December 20th, 2022. So in this episode, I want to kind of touch on a few things. Definitely want to talk about QuickBooks Connect. I also want to talk a little bit about um, this uh, transaction, and it's more than a transaction because in this industry, you're not just transacting, right? Uh, it is 99.9999% all about people, people on one side of the equation, that's your customers, people on the other side of the equation, that's your employees, and bringing those two together, never mind just in normal times, but when you are... Uh, acquiring other firms, um, there are you just have to be ready for the unexpected. You got to make sure that people are taken care of. You got to make sure that you're communicating. You're being as transparent as possible, and uh, bringing everybody along. You know, everybody gets kind of excited during uh, these uh, opportunities, um, and I would therefore say the last thing is keeping everybody uh, focused, focused on the bigger picture, focus on their tasks, staying in the swim lanes, but at the same time, bringing everybody together. You are the leader. Uh, your job is to, to communicate uh, so that it transcends all of those uh, functions and swim lanes. Um, so that's number two. Number three, kind of some thoughts over the last few months. You know, I've talked a lot about the tax uh, workflow. We are 100% committed to this. Uh, we are sharing publicly some of our findings. We have approached the market quite differently and actually putting the onus of choosing where the customer sees the value. There are customers that are partnerships and they, you know, 
hell or high water, they need those tax returns and those K-1s done by March 1st. Don't ask me why, but they do. And they need that done by March 1st. So somebody else can file their taxes, whether it's on the partnership or 1040. Um, that does put a lot of strain on the team. As we all know, we've all lived through this, but managing that workflow is a key to success in retaining younger talent. This is nothing new. You talk to some of the old timers, this has been decades in the making. I was just talking to my VP of tax last night and he said, you know, Dan, I love the idea and you may not think I do, but I totally embrace it. It is out of the box. It's, you know, we, tax has been one of those things where you drop everything. Expediting is just a common theme. And then that sort of like trickles down uh, or up, meaning you end up working 80 hours a week. And that's just been the norm. 30 years ago, moving from paper, paper filings, doing prepping on paper, the M adjustments on paper, the general ledger was on paper, you know, going from those days to today where, you know, even here we're, we're leveraging Tally4. Um, big shout out to Tally4. Had dinner with them at QuickBooks Connect. Uh, Pete and Spencer, they're rock stars. We totally love being with them and we love their product. Uh, big supporters. But there's another great example of uh, automations that streamline the prepping and help us move data from QuickBooks Online, let's say, to our tax uh, prep filing software. Uh, we're a CCH shop. Um, we've got three team members on the tax team. And, um, you know, our, with a, I'm going to predict that next year we're going to do about 200 tax returns. Um, we have sent out about 140 tax returns a year uh, as of uh, this as of December, and uh, I believe we have uh, received 40 or 45 back, and about 70 percent are actually premium pricing, uh, and 30 35 percent are standard pricing. Um, in other words, they don't really care where they are in the queue. We are excited because this is an experiment, and I'm excited that you know. This is not going to change, but this is a focus area for us this year, uh, next year. It's a, the tax experiment, as we call it internally. People are excited about it, actually. Uh, the other big thing that we did on the tax side is not just change up the, uh, the engagement agreements and the pricing, which then informs how we, uh, where we position customers in the workflow queue in carbon. So the lead times, the due dates, start dates, all that stuff. Uh, get adjusted respectively to where uh, what package they brought they came in on. You know, we're also looking at how to hire and how to start measuring performance. And so, you know, with that, we're our tax experiment. We're we're pretty damn excited. Back to QuickBooks Connect. There are many great conferences out there, and it's been a while for me. I think the last QuickBooks Connect was 2019. I had my tickets in hand, and um, for better or for worse, I decided to stay back and send two of our team members in lieu of uh, me going, because actually that year we had received a uh, recognition from the local newspaper, business paper here in uh, Providence, Rhode Island, 
for top entrepreneurial company in Rhode Island. And so kind of felt somewhat obligated to be there. Plus I was able to uh, bought a couple of tables and brought uh, many of our folks and some spouses with us. And so that was exciting. There were other great conferences. Scaling New Heights is a good one. We're going to that one in St. Louis next year. So get out there. It's a good, it's a good opportunity. It's expensive. Uh, it is so hard to leave work behind, but it is so critical because it, it allows you, you know, I personally don't get as much from the breakout sessions. Uh, I'm just not in the work as much, but I do get a lot from the other breakout sessions, um, the one-on-ones, the reconnecting and the after hours. Um, yeah, for sure. It's, it's a lot of fun, but you know, when we need something, our peers, AKA our competitors, our peers are only a slack away. They're only a telephone away. They're only an email away and everybody's willing to help. Um, everybody's willing to like step up and step in. This is just a beautiful segment of the public accounting world. And it's quite unique. And I don't think you find that in the broader, in the bro broader public accounting universe. And so get out there, embrace the relationships. I always tell my people, you know, if business is all about people and people are all about relationships, then man, business, it's all about relationships. We're always building relationships. We're always fortifying those relationships. We're always growing those relationships in no better way than being out there. Digital marketing, we talk about like a one-to-many approach, a one-to-many. Well, what a great way to have a one-to-many. Get out there, go to those conferences. Zero is another great one. Uh, if you have opportunities to do smaller retreats or opportunities to join some of these uh, more intimate firm of the future type growth groups, go do it. It's, it's, it's awesome. I would say my, one of my biggest, uh, one of my top five regrets uh, over the years having started this company was I did not, I did not do a good enough job earlier on um, being out there with my peers. I would say I kind of knew some of the more local folks that were more traditional CPAs. I did get to meet uh, Michael Lee at Reconcile and him and I used to grab uh, breakfast and lunch quite a few times over the, uh, over the years when I first started. But then, you know, it was never that cons constant, consistent touch. And it was only over the last two years that I feel like we've built and solidified some great, not even just relationships, I would, I would say they're friendships. Back to kind of this big announcement, you know, so at QuickBooks uh, Connect, we informally announced that we were acquiring and merging with uh, Megan Blair's business. And Megan Blair's business is uh, located, headquartered in Massachusetts. The name of the company is Fogden Bookkeeping. And we're super excited for this. You know, I met, again, back to relationships, guys. I met Megan about a little over a year ago at uh, one of uh, Jason Bloom's um, uh, Thrival weekends, deeper weekends. And uh, I remember it was, it was me, Megan, and uh, Chris Williams over at System 6. And we were having dinner. It was like, I believe it was the final night. And the three of us kind of closed down the bar. I think we had a lot of bourbons that night. And... Um, that's when we started to build that relationship. I don't believe in growing through acquisitions with random people. It's gotta be people that you can trust. At least for us personally, we're not looking to grow through acquisitions 
for the sole purpose of buying another book of business to bring on more customers. We have plenty of customers. We believe that that strategy and growth has to be a two prong two prong approach because, you know, times the economy fluctuates. Sometimes it's easier to go out and, you know, inbound organic growth or growth through advertising, Google ads, uh, and other times growth through acquisitions make more sense. But for us, growth through acquisitions is not just about bringing on more customers, but it's also about bringing on like tremendous, great talent, adding to our awesome team. And that's, and that's critical. Uh, does the owner have to stay all the time? No, of course not. The owner has to help us with the transition. Six months, anything less than six months, forget about it. Um, anybody who tells you they can transition in like a month or three months, like run away. You need a commitment by the seller to stay. And I would even recommend that you should tie some of the purchase price to the retention of that owner. It is important and not even the retention, but even tie it to some performance. And that's hard. That's a lot easier said than done because at the end, you still have to measure it. And at the end, you still got to claw back money or not pay uh, certain monies um, that the other person obviously thinks they're due. So why are we doing this? Well, on the, on the people side, right, on the uh, team member side, we all know why. I don't believe that there's a shortage of labor anymore. We are not having any issues hiring, okay? So I don't wanna sound arrogant, but 12 months ago, that was a complete shit show. It was hard because the growth was there, the opportunity was there, but we couldn't hire. And when we were hiring, we were digging deeper and getting not what we wanted, it was costing them a little bit more. And so that's not where we wanna be. Today, I think we're in a perfect fit. Um, I think we're seeing good candidates, and their interviews are great. They're, they're hanging around longer. You know, we always say like, hey, if you haven't been here past 90 days, you're actually still not an employee because we don't think you're going to stay past 90 days. Until once you stay past 90 days, then we're like, okay, you're committed. You're going to be a team member for a long time. Okay. So it's the team members. The other piece to this is that historically, our company has been a little more focused, I would say about... 70, 80% of our customer portfolio, it has a concentration in venture-backed startups. Um, you know, and of course, it's of no surprise. We are here in uh, the New England area. We've got Rhode we've got uh, Boston. Sure, we have Rhode Island, but that's not why. We have the Boston. We have New York. So we've got a, we've got a um, good, solid concentration of venture-backed startups, tech startups, health tech, et cetera. We have also a thesis that in 2023, the cons entering 2023, we recognize that over the last three, four months, that consumer behavior has changed. Consumers are less focused on buying more shit for their house, more Pelotons, more speakers, more this, more that. Nobody needs any more exercise equipment. Everybody's back to the gym. And so this whole notion of like buying, buying for the homestead, because this is where you're, you're essentially living and you're not leaving the house seven days a week. That's not the case anymore. On the contrary, we believe that consumer behavior is now more focused on the experience industries, hospitality, travel, restaurants. 
We think that that is the growth area. We believe that it's not going to be the hyper growth of startups that we saw in, in the last five years, but there's going to be a restabilization of that market segment, that industry. Uh, labor is opening up. Uh, inflation is now back under control, even though interest rates are obviously going to overshoot the moon because that's what we always do. We're just hoping to God that you know they don't overshoot too much, that uh, the economy comes crashing. But even if the economy comes crashing, it's we believe it's going to be a, uh, a risk transfer uh, versus a contraction in total spending by the consumer. We think that there's going to still be a lot of good opportunities. And with Megan's business, that's been her primary focus, has been restaurants, hospitality, uh, real estate. So, um, And we're not talking commercial real estate because we'd stay the hell away from that. Um, so for us, it's exciting news. It's uh, all about diversifying our customer base. Um, after, after all those years of focusing on startups, diversification is something that's always been of interest to me personally. Uh, when I started this, everybody was saying, Dan, you, you got to get a niche, a niche, a notch. And I'm like, what? No, I, I just want to be able to like provide good, solid service industry agnostic and i believe being industry agnostic exposes my team to different various business models that they otherwise wouldn't have and it just it creates a it creates professional development opportunity for the team and good risk diversification around our customer base our industry focus and i believe that in april of 2020 that strategy of diversification helped us weather that storm. And so with that, you know, we are excited. Megan is a QuickBooks Pro Advisor. Uh, she's on the uh, Intuit QuickBooks Partner Council. She's part of Accounting Salon. Um, you know, she brings tremendous experience to the team. And more importantly, I, what I'm so excited about is that she's going to uh, ultimately be our Director of Customer Success. Mike Mello has done a tremendous job over the years. Uh, what we're realizing is customer success is, uh, has to be overreaching, has to reach into many different divisions or functions or, uh, or teams. Uh, it has to be an active partner. You know, when uh, we brought on an HR uh, person, okay, Abigail, and we said, I'm not looking for an HR person. I'm looking for an HR business partner. And okay, that's all just nomenclature wording, but it's not because I believe that the director of customer success is really a partner to our entire production team, whether you're in tax, accounting onboarding, accounting recurring services, financial planning analysis, like you are a partner to them. You are a partner to the sales and marketing team. And you're also a partner to operations and finance. It's at that intersection of where everything kind of comes together. It's a huge lift, but with Mike Mello uh, there, I think the two of them are going to be a great team, and I'm totally stoked for this. I know we're going to talk a lot more about this. We'd love to share this. I'm going to share a lot more about our, our uh, tax 2023 experience. Uh, actually, let's call it experiment. And I do, I do believe that the results are going to come in uh, positive, and so we're stoked for that. Again, guys, my two senses, get out there, get out there, get out there. 
There's a lot of great opportunities to learn from your peers, share best practices, get a little bit like lay off a little, like release some steam in one of these places. You're not the only one fighting the battles. I'm fortunate. I'm, I feel very fortunate besides the fact that I have a great team. You know, I think two, two factors that kind of helped me get to where I am today and get the company to where it is today is because I did have the support going into this in 2015 or 2014, unlike many of you. I had started the business de novo, hyper-focused on finance, financial planning, CFO, but acquiring a, my first bookkeeping business allowed me to jumpstart and allowed me to have that support. And then secondly, and you know, maybe moreover, it's having a, a business partner who joined me in the, in the journey. So with that, if we don't talk, have a wonderful holiday. Appreciate it. For those of you that I saw at QuickBooks Connect, thank you. It was nice. It was so nice.